0: Welcome to 630 Naperville. I'm Paige Ronchetti.
1: And I'm Nathan Ronchetti. We're so glad you could join us.
0: Today on the program, we'll learn how to handle an achy back, highlight a musical career spanning decades, get tips to fight dry skin, and chat with Naperville notable Mark Wright.
1: But first, we're off to the Fort Hill Activity Center to get our Zen on and explore the many benefits of meditation.
2: i'm samira luthman with the naperville park district and welcome to park it i'm here at the fort hill activity center in studio b and there's a lot of things going on today we've got exercise classes and people playing pickleball and enjoying the facility which is great but it's definitely busy and we're here to talk about something to help kind of quiet your mind and bring peace and calm to your life and that's meditation so i'm here today with our meditation instructor jitendra desai to talk about meditation Thank you for joining me.
3: Nice to be here.
2: So I know that meditation has been around for thousands of years, Mm -hmm. but it seems like it's become a little bit more mainstream and you have people of all ages, even young kids practicing meditation. Mm -hmm. In a nutshell, what is meditation exactly?
3: Very good question because there are so many definitions around. So it is in nutshell, it manages how you think. What you think, you become. And so meditation gets you right to your thinking process. So you have external sensory inputs and stuff and that creates a monkey mind or donkey mind or butterfly mind. This quiets you down for the moment and you can do better in that moment. Therefore, the outcomes are better.
2: So it's about practicing a sense of discipline as well in the practice. Correct, correct. Are there any particular um, things that you need in order to meditate, any supplies or equipment?
3: Actually, there is a good news there. You don't need much. You need a good thought and a determination to follow. Actually, all uh, external thing is we want to minimize. But for comfort, you can have it. This is about internal thought process and quieting that and get control over your thinking. Therefore, you can have happier moments.
2: Just kind of blocking out what's going on externally and just able to find kind of the peace and calm within yourself? Correct, Correct. Okay.
3: with your thought process.
2: Okay. I know that you talk about the four pillars of meditation or four building blocks. Mm-hmm. Can you expound a little bit on that?
3: Yes, uh, the, when you do all four pillars, then you really get the maximum out of the meditation practice. First one is exercise. So you can be uh, comfortable seated in the erect posture and don't get aches and pain because that takes your mind away. So yoga practices is all about that, so you can meditate without aches and pain. Uh, the second one is breathing. The breathing is about uh, stabilizing your thoughts. So the science has told us that if you can manage your breathing pace, it manages your thought process. And these are coming out of a scientific experiment. So we take use of stabilizing your breathing to stabilize your thought. That's a good start. And then there are many kind of uh, breathing exercises that, uh, that we can mix and match, depending on the, what individual need. Third one is relaxation. So when you do relaxation of couple of trillion cells in the body, you really stabilize your thought process. And to do that, you are thinking of each of those cells and relaxing. Like you do it in yoga, exercises at the end of the class, those are the things. But you can do it by engaging mind. And when you engage mind and body, which is relaxation, mind and thought, which is breathing, mind and body, which is exercise. And then when you put it all together, it's meditation where you really, in your inner world, and you are reflecting, you are feeling yourself in the moment. And so all four things comes together as a meditation exercise.
2: Well, and what I'm understanding, just listening to you explain that, unlike yoga, where you maybe have a mat and you're doing different exercises and poses, it sounds like you can do meditation anywhere. Correct. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing.
3: Correct. You can can do while you are on the plane. Uh, You can do while you are waiting on the grocery checkout line by standing. It's all about maintaining posture, uh, blocking out external input, and just be yourself. It's a beautiful moment.
2: Well, and in today's challenging world, where there's so much going on, it really seems like meditation would be a great practice for anyone to try.
3: Absolutely, because the meditation uh, allow you to live in the moment in presence and your thought process in your control. You can watch your thoughts, Right. therefore you can manage it. So you can do a possibly right thing in that moment and you do a bunch of moments doing right thing, the outcome would be better. So most of the time people when they are angry they just do whatever it comes to their mind or they are anxious or they are nervous so there are many kind of things so meditation quiet all this thing down and therefore it gives you an opportunity to take control over your action through thoughts
2: thank you just i really appreciate you talking through meditation i think this is something that we all can enjoy and hopefully you've learned something today thank you for joining me and i'll see you next time on It.
3: i thank you for coming and participating and hope you gain some peace of mind. Enjoy your rest of the day. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Many of us have experienced back pain from lifting something too heavy, sports injuries, or when you get to be my age, sleeping the wrong way. Joining me now is Dr. Jimmy Zhu, an orthopedic spine surgeon with the Edward Elmhurst Medical Group. He's here to offer some advice on treating and avoiding those pesky backaches. Welcome, Doctor. It's a pleasure being here, Nathan. Excellent. So we're in September, it's it's Pain Awareness Month, and a lot of us seem to have chronic issues when it comes to our backs, and I'm wondering what do you see in your time and what symptoms and causes should we look out for?
4: Yeah, absolutely, Nathan. And you know, back pain is very common. Depends on the patient's age as well as the pathology, but the most common cause for back pain is muscle strain. Mm. Okay, sometimes, as you said, if we're lifting something heavy or if we're doing something sports-related, that can aggravate the uh, the muscles, the ligaments around the spine. But you know there are other causes too. For example, degenerative uh, spine disorders, arthritis, um, and some of the more not so common causes. uh, For example, fractures or other injuries. So, you know, the symptoms vary depending on what the actual cause is. And um, a lot of times you're gonna realize if it's more of a muscle strain, the pain tends to be self-limiting. Sometimes it's dull and achy. It's usually more diffuse, kind of throughout the spine. You kind of can't localize exactly where it is. Where sometimes when it's more serious, for example, a fracture is definitely more sharp, it's more acute. and it can be quite debilitating and it may not go away on its own and sometimes that's the right time to seek medical attention. And the most important thing, you know, as a spine surgeon, and we know the anatomy of the spine, the most important function of the spine is to protect the spinal cord and the nerves associated with it. So anytime that you have neurologic symptoms, for example, weakness, numbness, those tend to be more concerning to me and I certainly would recommend seeking medical help more uh, urgently.
1: Excellent. So come see a doctor if I'm, I'm noticing those those pieces. Is there any way I can take care of this at home? You know, some things I can do to, to make the pain kind of go
4: away or handle myself? Yeah, absolutely. You know, for a lot of the common causes such as muscle strain, right? Um, rest certainly helps, you know, symptomatic management, sometimes heat helps, sometimes ice helps. I always tell the patient, you know, your body better than I do better than anybody else. So find that modality that helps, whether it's heat, whether it's ice. Take over-the-counter anti-inflammatories. I think ibuprofen's are wonderful, you know, but the key, when I tell my patients, take something consistently. Mm. If you're taking ibuprofen, you really have to take it three times a day, sometimes up to 600 or even 800 milligrams every time for that drug to be effective. Let it kind of build up in the system a little bit. Don't just take it every other day or when it hurts. You know, truly take it for two to three weeks at a time you know, but also make sure, you know, talk to your primary care doctor as well, making sure that you don't have any kidney or other dysfunctions. where at increased risk for bleeding uh, disorders. So, you know, I don't want pain to be at such a level where it's affecting your daily activities. For example, if you're not getting up, if you're not able to get out of bed, if you're not able to perform activity of daily living, certainly do seek medical care. But, you know, if you're still able to, perform those tasks you know generally speaking with anti-inflammatories with rest with symptomatic management a lot of the symptoms will get better
1: and so if I'm doing those things consistently I'm I'm finding the the heat or the cold and, and taking the medicine that's directed if I'm doing that consistently but not seeing results is that the time to
4: come and see a doctor absolutely and you know there's more guidance that we can provide and sometimes we may before patients to formal physical therapy where they can work on stretching core strengthening exercises or prescribe some stronger medications muscle relax and steroids and you know sometimes there are subtle physical exam findings that may suggest to me that there's more than just a muscle strain that's involved here so then we can get advanced imaging to kind of further evaluate excellent
1: and so as, as we're looking at aging and, and keeping ourselves in a preventative state. What are some things I can do to keep myself strong and kind of avoid some back issues?
4: Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, generally speaking, right, healthy diet, healthy weight, regular exercises, you know, weight-bearing exercises, all these things will put your body at a, at, you know, in a better situation, you know, compared to if you were more sedentary or if you were, you know, more overweight. So these are some of the general guidelines that I give to patients, making sure your bone health is as optimized as you can, especially as we get older. And, you know, we know in women too, they're prone to developing osteoporosis. So, you know, make sure the bone health is optimized, whether that's, you know, supplementing with uh, calcium or vitamin D, you know, I think we all need some natural sunlight, especially in the winter time, right? So not, you know, for immediate relief, but also for intermediate and long-term benefits, you know, kind of, develop a lot of the exercises into your daily routine and I think that's going to help in the long term. Excellent. Thank you so much doctor. You're very welcome.
0: On the other side of the break, we'll spotlight Ron Keller as he passes the baton after 57 years with the Naperville Municipal Band.
1: Stay with us on 630 Naperville.
5: We really see bread and butter dermatology like acne, rosacea, hair loss, warts, all the way to more complicated conditions like an autoimmune connective tissue disorder like lupus or dermatomyositis or an autoimmune blistering condition. In addition, I do provide surgical services and that encompasses removal, surgical removal of atypical moles, uh, something as benign as a cyst or a lipoma, all the way to skin cancer. And then we do offer cosmetic services. Every patient who comes to Basco Dermatology really feels heard. They receive personalized care, they will never feel rushed see your dermatologist regularly. Even something that can look very innocent to our eyes, such as a pink bump that is completely asymptomatic, can actually turn to be a deadly cancer. A melanotic melanoma can present just like a pink bump, and I have seen many pink bumps even in young adults. If there is one thing that I want to emphasize, it is go and see your dermatologist regularly, once a year um, to start with, and then more frequently if necessary.
6: We were there when true crime podcasts spiked your anxiety.
0: Maybe try binging something less intense next time.
6: We were there for that. And we're here for everything else. Here it's personal because we get to know you.
0: Welcome back. The longtime director of the Naperville Municipal Band has retired after leading the group for decades.
1: Next, we'll take a look back at Ron Keller's leadership and legacy and find out what's next for him now that he's officially left the band show.
6: It is with great joy and a touch of melancholy that we gather today to recognize the remarkable achievements and lifelong dedication of Ron Keller, who was retiring from the Naperville Municipal Band after an incredible 71 years of service.
7: Originally, I was gonna wait and retire next year. And uh, I had some health issues this past winter that kind of scared me a little bit. And uh, I said, it's time.
6: After 57 years at the helm of the Naperville Municipal Band, Ron Keller directed his last concert on Thursday, August 10th. His unwavering commitment has been the heartbeat of the band, breathing life into performances that have cap- captivated
1: generations.
7: Emotionally, it's tough. But I look, in fact, I look back and I, I can't find a day that I didn't
6: like. On Tuesday, August 15th, the Naperville City Council honored Keller... Presenting him with a street sign to rename Central Park Road as Ron Keller Commemorative Way. He always said, When you go out, go
7: out on top, and that's what I'm doing. I'm going out on top. Thank you all very much.
6: Keller first appeared with the band in 1951 as a soloist in junior high. He became director in 1966 following the death of his mentor, Elmer Kerner. But his connection with the band, started before he ever played an instrument. He grew up on Ellsworth Street, just a short walk away from the band shell.
7: We'd buy a big bag of popcorn and we'd walk up into the park and hear the band concert. I think I was about five years old, and we did that
6: every Thursday night. His family is rooted within the band's history, as Keller's great-grandfather Joseph Bapst was the director in the 1870s and 1880s. Both his mom and dad played in the band, in addition to his wife and both daughters. Through his programming of music, Keller created shows that everyone in town could enjoy. I try to make the concerts a lot of variety, something from Broadway, something from the movies. He never cut a musician or told anyone they couldn't play in the band, but he did demand more difficult music. Eventually, that would lead the band to be awarded the Sudler Silver Scroll Award from the John Philip Sousa Foundation in 1981. While most band members would come and go, for Keller, one person had always been there, Anne Lord, the Mistress of Ceremonies, who's been the band's moderator for 65 years. Lord and Keller grew up as childhood neighbors, and together the two forged the Naperville Municipal Band into what it is today. I have a baton here at the end of his last concert that is tuned to be flat. Keller passed the baton to Emily binder who first played in the band as a freshman at Waubonsee Valley High School and has been serving as the group's assistant director.
7: She has a, all
6: the same attitude that I have had that is we exist for the people that come with more time on his hands. Keller looks forward to returning to another passion of his laying out model trains. I thought about the very first
7: train layout I had. My grandfather uh, ba- built, made a table out of a 4 by 8 piece of plywood, and I made a layout on that. And I said, maybe I could copy that, just to bring back the old days Was what I had when I first started.
6: Keller also plans to organize dozens of boxes containing everything from old music marches to different instrument parts he's acquired over the years. After all, he's built a career surrounded by music, and even when he's not with the band, his ringtone is a nod to what he loves. I'll call you back.
2: I am
0: so privileged to present to you this certificate, recognizing your more than 70 years of work from the Illinois Springfield House of Representatives. In his
6: new director emeritus role, Keller will appear as a guest instructor from time to time and help the municipal band continue its musical legacy. I hope Naperville realizes what they have here because it's very special. I'm Kevin Maycheck for 630 Naperville.
0: Welcome back to 630 Naperville. I'm joined now by Dr. Juliana Basco from Basco Dermatology. She's here with some tips to help us combat dry skin as we head into cooler months. Thank Thank you you.
5: so much for being here today. Thank you, Paige, for having me. I think this is such an important topic as we enter into the colder months of the year. I'm very happy to be here and share some tips about dry skin.
0: Yeah, well, I can't wait to learn more. So let's start out. What is the main cause of dry skin?
5: That's a great question. So, our skin has a protective barrier, and that barrier is made of a lot of lipids and natural oils and, you know, ceramides. It is those natural oils that actually keep the water in our skin. Whenever we lose water because of a compromised skin barrier, then that's when we develop dry skin. There's a lot of different causes for dry skin, as you can imagine. We usually think about environmental causes, we think about cold weather. Even heat, right, indoor heating, especially during the winter months here in Chicago, oh, yeah. can certainly contribute to dry skin, uh, cozying up against a fireplace that can definitely lead to dry skin. And washing that can certainly get rid of those oils from our skin, which then leads to water loss from our skin and our skin can get dry as a result. Uh, there's also certain medical conditions, right? Eczema, psoriasis, there's even internal conditions such as um, liver disease, kidney disease, patients with diabetes, they can complain of dry skin. Medications, especially cholesterol-lowering medications, th- those can be a frequent you know, cause of dry skin. And then we always think about that intrinsic aging, right? As our skin ages, it produces less natural oils and that can certainly lead to less water retention and dry skin.
0: Wow. You never think about how many things cause it, but you're right, there's a lot of factors there. You're so right. since it's so common, how can we prevent dry skin?
5: Right, that's a, that's a great question. So there's a few things that we can do. Primarily, we think about things that we can do at home, right, so self-care, lifestyle choices. As I just mentioned, frequent bathing right, is not necessary um, and it, it is a main, the main cause of dry skin. So we as dermatologists often will recommend um, avoid frequent bathing. One, once a day is more than sufficient. Also very important, whenever you take a shower, lukewarm, use lukewarm uh, water, not hot water. Hot water will certainly cause dry skin short showers or short bathing, right? 10, 12 minutes at most, not longer than that. Mm. It is also very, very important whenever you take a shower or you're bathing to use fragrance-free products. Those are products that are hypoallergenic, they will not irritate your skin, they will not dry up your skin. Um, I probably should take just a few seconds to go over uh, one misconception between fragrance-free products and unscented products. A lot of people sort of think in their mind that those are equivalent, but they are not what we're looking for are the fragrance-free products, not unscented. If it says unscented, those products can still have ingredients that can be very irritating to the skin. We always recommend after taking a shower or a bath to moisturize. And it is very important to use creams and ointments because those can penetrate the skin better and they can be more hydrating. We always recommend our patients to look for things like uh, that contain ceramides, right, or hyaluronic acid, which which is one of the natural substances that we all have in our skin it's hydrophilic it attracts water so it can actually lead to that water retention products with lanolin such as Aquaphor, products with petroleum jelly that's your all plain vaseline mm-hmm. those are great products avoid things that have alcohol right avoid things that have salicylic acid or retinoids because those can be very irritating I should also say since we're you know gonna go into the winter months definitely wear a hat all the time wear clothing made of natural fabrics such as cotton that's much better than wool or polyester Um, and then an air humidifier at home can go a long way
0: so it sounds like there's a lot we can do on our own but when it's really bad when should we see a dermatologist what should we look out
5: for right so we can certainly combat dry skin with self-care right however there are cases where the dry skin just doesn't respond to all the things that i mentioned despite all the lifestyle changes in those cases, you know, we do recommend seeing a dermatologist more for a personalized skincare routine, but also just to make sure, right, that there are no other conditions that could be causing dry skin.
0: So, how do we fix dry skin once we have it?
5: Perfect question. So, in addition to what I just said, right, in terms of moisturizers, uh, there are other medications, right, that we can we can certainly use to fix dry skin. Primarily, we're then talking about uh, not over-the-counter medications, but more prescription medications. We typically will use topical steroids. Those are anti-inflammatory, so they can actually help with the dry skin. There are other anti-inflammatory medications that are non-steroidal. Uh, for certain patients, we cannot use topical steroids, or depending on where dry skin is, phase versus the rest of the body, we will choose different medications.
0: This has been so informative. I didn't know a lot of that, actually, so I'm really glad I had the chance to speak to you today, and thank you so much for being here.
5: Thank you, it was my pleasure. I hope that was helpful.
1: On the other side of the break, Liz Spencer chats with a local professional and philanthropist who also happens to have a move or two on the dance floor.
0: We'll see you on the other side of the break. Oh yeah, I'll take one of your specials, my man.
7: There you go, princess.
6: We were there when you explored questionable street meat. Maybe read the reviews next time? We were there for that, and we're here for everything else. Here it's personal, because we get to know you.
8: Thank you for joining us on Naperville Notables. My guest today is Mark Wright. He's the founder, president, and CEO of Diverse Facility Solutions. Beyond his successful professional life, he is a family man and champion in our community. I think that's my favorite line, champion in our community, because you do so much for us. Well,
7: thank you, thank you.
8: So thank you, Mark, for joining me. So we'd like to do fun questions here. If you could invite three people to dinner, dead or alive, that you would want. Um, people, you know, again, dead or alive, who you may or may not know, who would they be?
9: That is a great question. It is. Um, and my first one would definitely be, without a doubt, my grandfather. Nice. Um, passed away when I was six months old. I mm-hmm. never got to meet him. Uh, but, you know, hearing stories through my mom, my grandmother, um, his brother, who, who, looked exactly like him, lived not too far from us growing up. Um, I just really would love to get to know the man. I Mm -hmm. hear nothing but great things. Um, Would love to know more about him, so he would definitely be number one. Uh, number two would, would probably be Martin Luther King, uh, for obvious reasons. I mean, right. just a pillar in the civil rights movement. Would love to understand what he went through, how he got so uh, involved at such a young age, and what he was able to accomplish in his 20s is just absolutely fascinating to me. So uh, without a doubt would be number two. Number three would be Barack Obama. Um, that's a man that, that I wanted to be. Um, and I say that, you know, I always told my grandmother growing up I was going to be the first black president, and I didn't make it, but, um, you know, just watching him in his leadership ability and uh, his commitment to his family, his wife, his children, to me, he is just the ultimate image of a leader and a man, and uh, so he would be my, my number three.
8: I think that'd be a really impressive dinner. I'd like to come <laughs> and just eavesdrop. <laughs> just a little bit to find out you know what what happened there you've been, you've got a nice range of ages and and personalities there so yeah, thank you very thank you. interesting yeah. so and that kind of goes along with this the third question of what advice you, might you give your younger self I mean I think we all look back a little bit and and think huh yeah, you know, if I could go back to high school or college, I would, and know what I know now. Oh boy. Yeah, right, Yeah, without, yeah, I'm so glad there was no You know, social media in high school or college for you me. You and me both. Yeah, we're safer that way. So what advice might you give yourself?
9: You know, so, so with this one, I'll go back to uh, Denzel Washington who again is one of my idols. I didn't pick him as one of my three because I think the other three are, would be a little bit more interesting, but um, Denzel, Uh, did this commencement speech and he talked about um, about being able to fail big, right? Um, I think that would be my ultimate message to myself. As As a young man I remember always being fearful that I wasn't good enough at what I did. I was always good at certain things. I was good at sports but I wasn't great I was good at singing, mm-hmm. but I wasn't great. I was good at math, but I wasn't great. And I doubted myself. And I, you know, I just wonder, had I taken any of those avenues a little bit differently, what I could have really done. In order to get to great, you gotta get through good. Um, and I always stopped at good, thinking that you know, someone would, would say something that you're not the, the greatest singer, you're not the greatest uh, football player, or the fastest runner. Um, and it would, it would stop me from wanting to, to advance. So I would tell myself to fail big and don't worry about what the naysayers say. Um, I would be interested to see what my route in life would be, although I'm very happy with where I'm at. I don't want to <laughs> say that I'm not, but, uh, you know, it could have been something different, something more.
8: Right. Well, it wasn't as that great book about good to great. Good to great. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. Great book. Right, exactly, that the, the, the difference between good and great is less than we think That's to right. achieve it. So Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, very good thing. So, and this kind of goes with, you know, some of the questions we've been talking about, but who are, are your role models? You, you, you've mentioned a lot of people which would fall into that role model yeah, category. Absolutely. So you got three more?
9: <laughs> yeah, I do, I do, actually. Excellent. Um, and my role models really stem from my family life. Um, <clears throat> growing up in a single-family home, um, I would have to give my role models would be my grandmother, my mother, and my sister, uh, three very strong women that raised me. Um, my grandmother passed away when I was 12 years old. It was you know the first death that I experienced in my life, pretty devastating for me sure. at the time. Uh, she was my world. She was my everything. Uh, my mom, strong, strong black woman, um, was a was a school teacher. Uh, but when my grandmother passed away, had to take on a second job to raise myself and my sister. Uh, my sister was two years older than me. Um, so while mom was out working, my sister acted as a surrogate and helped raise me, even though she was only two years older. So, so really the three, the three people I consider my role model are, are the three women that, that made me who I am today. Um, and that's my mom, my grandmother, and my sister. That's a, a wonderful,
8: wonderful testimony to them. So it's awesome. Well, we appreciate all the influence they had on you because here you are in Naperville um, helping, you know, lead, lead the community and make it a better place in many volunteer roles. What you. motivates you to do all that?
9: Yeah, you know, it's, um, and again, I go back to, to my family. Uh, they, they are, you know, they've always instilled in me to make sure that you give back. Um, you know, we, I've, been, I've been a very blessed man in my life. Um, we've been able to accomplish a lot. I love this community. Uh, my children were raised here. One was born here. One was born in Indianapolis, but, uh, but raised here. Uh, the community was great to my children, made them, help, help me mold them into the men they are today. Um, and so it's, you know, I feel like it's my duty to give back to the community. And so that's why I do what I do, uh, volunteer as much as possible. Um, whenever I have time, you know, I like to get out there and, and make sure that, that people know I'm here to help.
8: That's great. Well, it does take a community to to make a person whole and to raise a family, so we appreciate it. Thanks for stopping by, sharing some interesting thoughts and answers to our curricular questions. We'd love that.
9: Well, thank you, I appreciate being here.
8: Thank you for joining me on Naperville Notables.
1: Thanks for joining us here on NCTV 17. And now you know, from from 630 630, Naperville. Naperville, I'm Nathan Ronchetti.
0: And I'm Paige Ronchetti. See you next time.